Welcome to another episode of The Mass Burgers. Hello! Hello. Say something. You always follow. What did you not follow? <laughs> what do you mean? You always, like, follow up on me talking. So I don't <laughs> you mean know. you saying hello really loudly? Yeah. I always follow up with that. Well, I don't know. You you start the talking. I did. I said, welcome to the Asperger's. How are you? What have you been up to this week? Uh... <laughs> and last week? Any changes with you? Anything new? <laughs> you know we have to do this for an hour, yeah? If you're going to, like, just speed through it. <laughs> uh, no. There is... Nothing, nothing going on with me. I don't think so, anyway. No. Yeah, I'm good. Have you ever? Do you? So have do, I ever? Do, do you know of anything? <laughs> anything that happened with me? Um, um, we went to go ape. Oh yes, we went to go ape. That was fine. I uh, yeah, I found that interesting. I suppose. We were trying to work out, uh, for those of you that don't know what Go Ape is, it's kind of like this thing where you go to, like, the woods and then you climb trees with, like, harnesses and stuff. Uh, and then there's various, like, obstacles to do, but they're, like, really high in the sky, I suppose. I say really high. They're, uh, like, like <laughs> 30 foot? Maybe more than that, yeah. 40 foot, maybe? Something like that. Mm. And you have to do, like swing bridges and like tight ropey stuff and uh just all different things like that uh, and there's loads of like zip wiring and um there's like these jumps you do where you have to jump off something and you fall for a bit and then eventually the harness will swing you into something but there's like free falling stuff and we were just noticed because we went with um we went with some of your family yeah and uh yeah like when we came out of it we were both kind of noticing that um everybody else that seemed to do it was a bit like like they weren't scared but there was like um i mean some people were scared there were there were scared people but yeah there was hesitation i suppose or yeah so like mainly i think the bits that seemingly to like most people the worst was the bit that you mentioned where you just have to you sort of jump but you are attached to something you just jump, you free fall for not very long, like it's probably a couple of seconds, and then you the harness sort of swings you into a net. So it's not, it's, I mean, at no point are you in danger. No, but you do have to jump out of the top of a tree and you're going to fall for a bit first until, so it does feel like you're just falling out of a tree for, like you say, for a few seconds, and I think that seemed to be the thing that people had... Uh, an issue with yeah which was interesting because we don't have that no 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 uh like i say even i mean members of your family they did it but they were a bit like oh and then after they did it they were kind of um saying that they felt like a rush or it was exhilarating or you know the opposite i'm not doing that again um but like me and you didn't really uh didn't really experience that kind of thing and there was parts where you were just losing your balance and like falling off stuff and like having the harness like grab you uh, and stop you from falling off things. But some of the obstacles you were just like you tried to run some of them. Oh, yeah. Like there was a bit where, yeah, I just tried to run it no hands because I thought it would be quicker. I actually ended up getting whacked in the face with a rope. But like, <laughs> but it was, I mean, it was fun. But yeah, I think it's interesting because I had a really good time. I really enjoyed it. And that's the like, 
it's definitely a sort of thing that I would do again. Like I, th I think it's really fun. I think you had a good time as well. You said you enjoyed it. So yeah, it's it's definitely the sort of thing we enjoyed. But I don't think like the fear or I guess I mean I I wouldn't say that I didn't get like any sort of like adrenaline or rush from it. Because I, th I think I did, but more just like an enjoyment. There wasn't like a fear or, you know, at no point did I feel unsafe or nervous or hesitant to do any of the activities. And I couldn't really understand anyone that did, I guess, because of the, like the way we are. And I, I don't know if that's something that's to do with our autism. I mean, maybe... Because you said that it's similar for like roller coasters and things like that as well. Yeah. Uh, that you've never felt like that afraid of them. No. Um, or like have ever felt the thing that people feel from going on them, I suppose. Well, I think I did like when I was younger, and I mean like a child, when I was too young to go on them or like I hadn't gone on them before, I think I did have a fear because I did like, but I guess in that sense, it was the fear of the unknown because I hadn't done it before. And then as soon as I went on the first one, I was like, oh, this is like, this is great. Yeah. So I suppose, yeah, it wasn't a fear of the actual thing itself. It's a fear of unknown. But obviously with something like Go Ape, you can, you can see what you're going to be doing. So there is no like unknown about it. Yeah, I suppose. Well, I say I suppose, but like with roller coasters, you can see them. But Yeah, but... I suppose I, if you can't... Like I've, you know, I've climbed things before and I've walked along rickety bridges before so there was no, and I've done zip wires before, so there was no, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Whereas, like, if you've never been on a roller coaster, I didn't know how long it was going to take to, like, do. I didn't know what it was going to feel like. Didn't know, sort of, I, I don't know. It was just a fear of the unknown. Whereas I don't, I don't think I would have that with Go Ape because there was no activities there that I deemed, like, completely alien to myself. Yeah. I suppose. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I can work it out as a as a burger thing or not um because everybody else like you said was feeling that way uh it was a little bit whatever and there were other people that weren't part of our groups that were really scared yeah uh and didn't want to do there was bits where they just wouldn't go at all and you know i i, I guess because i can't uh because I can't empathise with them i uh i didn't really understand it i think both of us were a bit like you know just go yeah, just jump. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the fear of that doesn't seem to be something that I recognise. Like, when I got to the bits where you had to just jump, like, I just jumped. But, yeah, so... Um, I don't really... I don't really see the... Why you would be scared. Especially with something like that, because, you know, you're, you're strapped in, you know, nothing yeah. bad's going to happen to you. I guess it would be different if you had to just make the jump from one bit to a net, um, you know... And yeah, you, hope, hope and, and for the best. And if you miss it, you're going to fall. But it just, it kind of seemed uh, weird, I suppose, in a sense. Um, I just didn't understand the thing of it. It did make me think, like, what is that about? Like, why are they so scared of this? Yeah, that's what I felt. Because, like, like you said, the bits where I was just hanging, I just, you know, was either was struggling or just couldn't be bothered not couldn't be bothered but I suppose yeah sort of couldn't be bothered to do the correct activity so I was just sort of like hanging from my harness and pulling myself along instead of putting I, I mean it was one main bit I suppose that involved like hoops mm. and trying to get your foot in the hoop and then drag yourself across and I just was I just wasn't I was just hanging but that like I didn't have any fear because 
like you say, you're strapped into a harness. So I didn't understand. Yeah, I suppose I didn't get it because I thought like you jump, it, it takes like a second and then you'll be fine because you're attached to a harness. So I couldn't understand the fear. Yeah. Especially. But then, yeah, I, I do, I have kind of thought that maybe, I mean, because I don't think it's a, because as much as you say that, like, it's a, well, I say as much as you say, as much as we're saying that, like, it's a burger thing to be not afraid of stuff like that. Uh, and there's, you know, there's times when, like I said in the, you know, previous episodes and stuff, I know it comes up a bit, but like, you know, like my car accident and yeah. stuff. Like, when I had that, there wasn't like a fear. I wasn't like afraid. So, like, even after I got hit by the car and, you know, and then I'm like, I'm in the ambulance and like all the stuff I had to go through at the hospital. I was never like scared during any of that like point. And then like my first time out on my bike, uh, I didn't feel like scared to go out for a cycle. And now, I mean, I, like I say, I've still cycled the same way that I did before. And I passed the bit where I got uh, hit like every day. Uh, and I never, I never panic, um, even when cars are coming that way again, because I can see them. Like, I don't think like, oh, you know, this has happened before. I don't really get the the feeling of it. It's almost like I don't remember that it happened. Yeah. Um, but then, like, as it happened, it didn't bother me. And there's been times where I've been in accidents where I haven't been, like, knocked out or, you know, stuff like that. Um, and I don't really feel like afraid of the time when it happened like I you know like a couple of weeks before that I was knocked off my bike by like people on mopeds uh and I didn't feel like scared at that point either um and like other situations like that don't really ever scare me yeah um but then you know the things that do worry me I wouldn't say scared but the things that make me like anxious and worried about yeah. stuff are things that you know i suppose if you think about it that way like if you're neurotypical the thought of jumping out of a tree uh and trying to reach a net like on the other side of this gap that's like 50 feet in the air um is scary yeah but the thought of i don't know i'm gonna think of something that would be considered like going to like a busy supermarket <laughs> yeah or having to go into um like oh yeah, like a shop to return something. Yeah. Like gives you that feeling that that person that's up a tree got. Yeah, I suppose. Know? Yeah, that's a good point. So like it's it's kind of like I think it's you feel it, but it's it's not the same. It's not something that whatever. But I guess it's it's a similar feeling. I would say that that kind of stuff worries me more than the the tree stuff. Whereas I feel like the person that was near the tree, like there's been times where I've just not been able to go through with something because I just can't make myself do it. And yeah. it's something really basic that everyone does every day, you know? Yeah. Um, but then for me, that's the problem, not the stuff that should be scaring me. Yeah. Know? Yeah, no, that's a good point. Because I don't think I really have like a... I don't really get scared of... I can't think of anything that would scare me. Uh, not like really, anyway. Like, I don't find you know, film scary, you know, like horror films and stuff. I never find it scary. Um, and yeah, any sort of activities that I guess would be deemed scary or even just not like the, I guess, more thrill-seekery ones, but stuff like, you know, walking down a dark alleyway or something like that. Like, I never feel scared. Um, but I suppose, 
Yeah, there are definitely situations that I don't want to put myself in that I guess for most people would not be a thing to be worried about. You know, like, oh, going for a, a works meal would scare me because I'd think, what am I going to talk about? How do I make myself seem like, you know, normal, fun? Yeah. <laughs> That's probably in... I, I don't know if scared is the right word, more, I suppose, yeah, anxious or hesitant, but that would definitely affect me way more than, yeah, jumping out of a, a tree. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's interesting, I suppose, because we do feel what other people feel, but it, it comes at a completely different point. And I think a lot of emotions like that work that way for us, uh, that we do experience same emotions as neurotypical people, but they don't come at appropriate times, yeah. or they don't come at the time that's considered the normal reaction to stuff which I guess is why a lot of stuff doesn't work I suppose or that we have to have certain like rules or limitations put in for us because we experience the same things as other people it's just not at appropriate times I guess people being afraid while they're doing the tree thing um, is normal is to be expected nobody looks at somebody that's scared of jumping out of a tree uh, as you know this is an unreasonable reaction from this person but then like if I do the same thing <clears throat> like you said like going into a shop or something uh it's considered weird and why yeah. am I doing which is why I'm considered the one with a disability and the one up in the tree isn't the one with the disability because their emotions are happening at the right time or in yeah. the right place um and then yeah like me not being afraid of doing stuff that's like that it's kind of just seen as I don't know you're almost seen as like I guess fearless or really confident or something like that you know yeah um when you can just do stuff like that but it's just because I think for a lot of it I just think like my brain is not telling me that this is something to be worried about yeah which I guess in many ways is dangerous I suppose for uh people on the spectrum I don't really I've not really read much into like what situations we get into or things that have happened to people on the spectrum because they're not aware of what they're doing is a dangerous thing or a bad thing. I don't know if it makes us more accident prone or we're more, you know, likely to be injured because of a lack of uh, worry about something. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, I've never really looked into the whole autism phobia thing because obviously a lot of people have like phobias of stuff, you know. Yeah. But like... Um, We've got tarantulas and things like that. And they're the things that when I tell other people like that we have, they're just like, why would you have them? Like, that's terrifying. That's a really scary thing to do. But I've never seen a tarantula or something to be scared of. Yeah, um, I've never. And yeah, that's actually a good point with just in general with us, with animals. Mm. I know a lot of people can have fear of animals. On my lunch break recently, I've been going with some people that I work with, some, I guess, my friends that I work with. Um, we've been going to a, like a park to sit down and have our lunch. Um, and this is something that I completely don't understand, but it, it's not just one of them. It's like several oh, funny about like the birds in the park. They'll just be crows like on the, I was going to say stood on the floor. Yeah. Stood on the floor. Lots of like crows walking around. There just seems to be quite a lot of them at the moment. Um, it has been really hot in the UK, so I guess there's been more nature out than you would perhaps ordinarily see. Like there have been rats running along and, and stuff like that. But obviously rats keep their distance, whereas the crows are quite bold. They'll come relatively near to us, but they're not, 
you know, they're not actively coming over to us. And they're kind of really strange about them, in, in my opinion, really fearful of them. Whereas I don't, I've never understood that with really any animal. I don't, well, yeah, I don't have a fear of any animal. I have like a, you know, I would understand that if I came face to face with a tiger, I would understand that my chances probably aren't, you know, if it, if it wants to go for me, it, it's going to, you know, it's going to win. I'm not under any like weird impressions that I'm stronger or anything like that, but I just wouldn't have a fear. I don't feel fearful of animals. Like you said, the tarantulas and we have snakes as well. And I've never felt fearful of, of any animal. And we, when we were walking the other day and there was loads of wasps. Yeah. And we were just sort of like looking at, we were having a look at the wasps because I don't know what they were doing, but there was hundreds of them. Like there was so many, wasn't there? I don't know what they were doing, but um, yeah, we were just walking along, trying not to disturb them too much, but equally, you know, they were flying all around us. We weren't in a wasp nest or anything, but I think they'd all come out for certain it seemed like certain bugs, but obviously don't they eat pollen? So I don't know what was going on, but there was loads. And there were a lot of people that were getting quite fearful of them and like actively trying to avoid them. Some people were a bit more jumpy or screamy and like running away. But we were just walking through without any real issue. Yeah. I've never understood like the the animal fear, but I suppose, yeah, that's another that's another one. Yeah, yeah, it's just stuff that uh, people are, and it's considered normal. Like you know, when I see someone that's scared of like a spider or something like that, I find it a little bit like I don't understand like what the issue is. Especially when I like talk about it logically to them, I'm just like, you know, we live in England. The spiders over here aren't dangerous. Like they're not even that big. Like they're not going to attack you. I don't think anybody's really had a story in the UK where a normal like domestic spider has then gone for them <laughs> you know like it's it's never happened there's just this thing of you know for some reason people don't like spiders um which it's just it's it's kind of like i always kind of feel like it's moved just through generations you know like previous generations were scared of them and they were scared of them and they were scared of them and that's just passed on and even people that don't have you know if you haven't got parents that are scared of them you somehow just be scared of them because you'll have a friend that is, or you'll know someone that is, or you're just told that spiders are dangerous, like bad animal, well, bad insects, I suppose. You know, like if you see them in movies and stuff, they're always like portrayed as like a bad yeah. character. I mean, obviously you get the odd one that's supposed to be like a good spider. But um, most of the time, if you see a spider, a spider's considered like a an evil creature. So everybody has like a weird thing of it, but I just, I don't understand it. Uh, I've never understood it. Like, uh, just this, I've worked with about three people that are absolutely terrified of them. And if anyone are wondering about a worker, if they see them, they get a bit weird. And that to me doesn't make any sense, you know? Um, Especially like you say, living in the UK, we don't really have any animals that you would be, that would actively go out their way to hurt you. Like, Obviously, you know, there are exceptions. You can have, like, violent dogs or whatever. But do you know what I mean? Like, other places in the world, if you're in Australia, then, okay, like, spiders and snakes can be quite dangerous. Um, And, like, yeah, Thailand, you've got, like, king cobras and stuff. And if you're in Canada or the USA, you could have bears. Like, there are there are animals there that actually can do you some harm. In the UK, we really have nothing. I mean potentially a badger but badgers aren't going out their way to find humans you know 
Yeah, I mean, that's it. Like English countryside badgers and uh, bulls occasionally. You hear about bull yeah, stories, but then it, that's it. Yeah, and it's not really... It's just so... We don't really have any, like, dangerous species, really. So, yeah, it's, it's strange to hear. Because I could understand having a fear of spiders if you lived somewhere where, you know, certain spiders are poisonous and you might not be familiar with which ones are and which ones aren't. But, yeah, the UK, you can feel pretty confident that... Yeah, they all they all are. Yeah. Like they're not gonna none of them's gonna do anything. But um Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's like even things like um when I was younger I got bit by I've been bit by dogs before. Yeah. Uh, and that's never given me like a phobia of dogs, whereas, you know, I do know some people that are scared of dogs and if I ask them why they're like, Oh one bit me as a child and then that's it. They're like terrified of them from that point on. Yeah. Um but yeah, I got bit by dogs. I've been attacked by geese as well, actually, at one point. I think everyone's been attacked by geese. Oh, there's another one for the UK. Geese. My God. I think geese are probably the most dangerous. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I love animals. I think animals are great. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, just that that's considered normal. That's considered the thing that's normal to do. That's the normal reaction. That's what neurotypical people can be scared of, and it's fine. But then the stuff that autistic people are scared of is considered just odd and you don't understand it. But it's it's kind of like I feel the same way about them as they feel about me. So when like a, I imagine that the way it works is the way I look at people that are scared of things like spiders and, um, you know, the dark or heights or things like that is I look at them and I just think, why are you scared of that? Yeah. Like it's not, I don't understand the fear of it. Heights kind of makes sense, I suppose, is the one for me that makes the most sense if I have to look at the things that people are scared of. Because obviously if you're not attached to anything and you fall off then yeah you know it can result in injury or death so i get that one the others not so much dark i don't understand dark i don't understand like that kind of thing and i look at people when they they tell me they're scared of these things or they have a phobia of those things is i just think like but why you know where's that come from i just don't get it and imagine that that's how people see me when there's things that i can't do that are considered like everyday stuff you know yeah because i always try and because in my head, like, I think about how people see autistic people, like, how the neurotypicals see, you know, the autistics. Yeah. Um, I do wonder, like, how they see us. Like, is it, like, pity or is it, like, you know... um, not, What's, like, a nicer version of pity? I'm trying to think of a word for a nicer version of pity. Uh... <laughs> it's not, like, understanding, but you know, something like that. Sympathy. Sympathy. Yeah. That's that's the word I was looking for. Sympathy, yeah. Yeah, or they feel something like that um, when they see like somebody that's autistic, um, which is what I imagine. But then when I look at somebody that's afraid of something that I'm not scared of, I just seem confused and I don't understand what the issue is. Like there was one point with the when we were um, doing the the go ape, there was somebody that just wouldn't go on one (laughs) of the things. And at first I was just like, oh, it's because he's scared, you know, he's scared of heights. Some people are scared of heights. That's fine. But after a bit, like I was a bit like, just get on with it. I mean, yeah, like it wasn't, to be fair, like I think we all, I think everyone, not just us, but everyone started to be a bit like, come on now, because it was about 20 minutes of no movement, just sort of being sat. And obviously, like you said, I understand. Well, yeah. It just, I think everyone started to be a bit like, okay, like now you're getting past the normal levels of uh, fear for this and you're really just not moving at all. Yeah, so it makes me wonder, um, is that the way that people see autistic people? You know, at first, like, oh, they are autistic, so they can't do something. 
But then after time, when they're still not doing it, still not doing it, do eventually, are you just like, okay, you should be able to do this a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. That's an interesting... Uh... Well, I, I can't, because obviously there's a reason why I mask and there's a reason why I hide my um, disability from pretty much everyone. And I think it's because I don't know how I'm seen. Obviously, like, I like to put myself out there in a way that I'm happy with. So, like, the way I look and the way I talk and the way I am is all just a big act. And, you know, it's not really me. It's just how I, like, project myself out into the world, I suppose. Um, And I kind of, in my head, know how people, like, see me or accept me or how they process my behavior. Like I kind of work it out. But as far as my autism goes, I don't think I really know how people feel about autism. So um, I don't really, I don't really like get it. So I don't really like understand, like if I was to be my autistic self out in public, I don't know how I'd actually be seen. Is it sympathy? Is it pity or do people initially think, okay, I understand, but then the more and more autistic stuff I do, do people eventually just feel like, okay, that's enough now, just get on with it, you know? I One thing that I think is quite common, and I, it's not everybody, but I, I have noticed it be a thing, is the feeling that because you're autistic, you're, you're, you are kind of like a child, I don't know if that's the right way of putting it, but I see a lot of, um, I, I, I mean, I'm going to say patronising, kind of condescending behaviour, but I don't think it's deliberate. But I notice sometimes when people talk to adults who are autistic, it's almost like talking they're talking to a child because they think that just because, because you're autistic, you're, you can't grow up. I don't, do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, because... I think I know what you mean. I do, I do get that. There is like, um, I mean, there's somebody that I see quite regularly on a week who is autistic and he's definitely treated like he's a child. Yeah. I'm actually unsure of how old he is. Like, I'm going to guess he's in his 20s somewhere, like maybe mid to late 20s, but he could be younger. I don't know. Um, But the way he's treated, you'd think he was like 10, 11. Yeah. And I see that and sometimes I notice it. I mean, I don't, obviously I don't tell people that I am um, very often and and mainly for this reason, other than like, I don't like the scrutiny of, oh, but you know, you don't seem autistic or I'm alternatively what arguably could be worse is, yeah, I always thought, you know, there was something about you. Yeah. But um, like, <laughs> I think it's the, the fear of being spoken to, like, because I'm autistic, I can't understand certain situations. And I mean, in some cases, that is true. There are certain things that I don't really understand um, because my brain doesn't work in that way for me to to understand it. But I don't like the assumption that I can't understand, you know, everything or anything because it's very specific what I can understand and what I can't understand. I don't want somebody else to make that assumption for me and then sort of talk to me with everything like I am not going to get it. And even though I'm autistic, I'm still an adult I still can make decisions for myself. I can still think for myself. Like I don't need the, the I just, I, I notice it sometimes with them, um, with people, like you say, people that I know that are autistic, 
it's almost like and then and then if they do something that I don't know potentially could be because of their autism but could just be because of the day they're having or whatever they, they sometimes people around them can be like oh they're, they're autistic so they don't really understand and that's fine because it could be that but I just wouldn't want someone making that assumption for me because it might not be it might be because you know that's how I'm feeling that's how I'm expressing myself but I don't know if I want it to be like a justification does that make sense a justification yeah I don't know I just I I get worried about being treated like I'm can't think for myself yeah just because my brain works differently it doesn't mean that it doesn't work yeah exactly I mean going back to the the guy that couldn't jump out the tree yeah like that's what I think I think that I looked at it I did look at him in a kind of like way after a bit of just like why are you even doing this like why are you up here if you've got this much of a phobia of heights like you knew what you were getting yourself into and that kind of thing and I don't know like is that the same way for like me when I can't do something because of my autism do people look at me and just think well why have you come out then yeah like why have you bothered to do this if you can't do this and then people look at me and it's almost like because the way I felt about him was I just thought like this is like he wasn't if he was in front of me so say he was one of the people, because he wasn't, he was after us. Oh so. yeah, he was the group after us. So we'd gone, and but you can still see the people behind you at certain angles, and we could see him. So like I thought like it doesn't matter because I've gone round, so I just thought like it's not a problem for me. I was just watching him because it was ages and ages. And after a bit, I was just thinking like if I was in one of the groups behind him, I'd have been annoyed at that point. Mm. I'd have just been like, come on, like, you know, we can't go anywhere until you go because it's like a one-way system. You only look like so many people in certain bits. So he can't go back. He has to go forward and we can't go forward until he does. So, you know, I just kind of felt like that. And then, it, you know, what if that's how you're seen if you're on the spectrum, if you are having an issue with doing something uh, like being at a counter or, you know, just doing something in public and other people can see you, do they just think like, you know get on with it like come on um even if they know you're autistic so obviously with this guy up a tree you can tell he's got a phobia of heights i didn't need to ask him yeah whereas obviously if you're on the spectrum it's some people don't know you know can't tell you are because some people have their own interpretation of what autism is so some things you do they don't recognize it as autistic yeah they just think you're a certain way um but like when it comes to like when you're obviously having some sort of panic about doing something in public uh, and you seem to be struggling with it, people then probably realise there's something, you know, different about you. Yeah. Uh, but then do they, because you're holding them up from what they're doing, do they have sympathy to start off with? But then after a bit, they just start thinking, why haven't you got somebody with you? You know, why haven't you got a carer? Why are you doing this on your own? Like, why put yourself in this situation when uh, you can't even... You can't even cope with this kind of thing. Like, I worry about, like, those sort of things. Like, the way I was looking at that guy, is that how people would see me if I started to, like, panic a little bit while I was out in public? Yeah. You know, am I seen that way? Um, Which wouldn't be a good thing for me, I suppose. I don't really like to have, like, my autism seen by people. So I, I don't really want to make it that obvious. But then that kind of just results in you not doing stuff. You know, you think, well, I can't go do that because, you know my autism will show if I go do that. So I'm not yeah. going to go out and do it, you know? So I, I kind of have like that mentality um, in a sense. You know what? Um, also, just talking about this, I mean, 
I hope you don't mind me saying. I mean, we'll see. I'll say it and then we can see how you feel. Right. But um, so we, we did the Go Ape with my family mm. uh, or some members of my family, not all of them, because some of them are scared of heights and yeah. things like that. So we did that with some members. And then we sort of, you know, we went back and saw the rest of them. Um, they were, they went to stay in a cottage that was yeah, sort of near to us, at least nearer to us than where they live from Bournemouth. So they, it was about an hour, an hour and a half away. So we drove down to do the Go Ape and then we sort of saw them for a little bit afterwards, um, just in the evening. But there's quite a few members of my, I guess, immediate family. I mean, I've got I've got two sisters, my mum and my dad, but then both my sisters have partners and then there's also my niece, my niece and my nephew. So it was kind of a big group. But you did quite well with talking. I felt like sometimes you go a little bit quieter mm. and sometimes you talk more and you did quite well with talking. And I just wondered, was that like to how do you feel about your autism in those situations with your like not wanting to be um so it, it works different with um certain people to that so like anybody that doesn't know i'm autistic i have to be a certain way and i have to you know talk about certain things and act a certain way and like the way i portray myself is is particularly in a certain style yeah uh, and I don't like having to do anything that means that I'll break away from that so if I'm going at people with my masking and they don't know I'm autistic and I'm having to basically pretend to be my NT self around them uh, I don't like to do stuff that would make it appear like there is something different about me or something that is autistic so I try and hide that as best I can um, and that involves having to keep talking to people or doing stuff that I am not interested in which, because I don't know what to talk about with a lot of people, I tend to tell a lot of stuff that's not true uh, about myself or I make stories up um, just to fill the silences. Like, I've got nothing I actually want to say to people <laughs> about myself. So I just, I take stories I've heard from other people saying or that kind of thing and I fill my the gaps with that instead so it looks like I'm, you know, like a normal functioning person. Yeah. Um, um, if I don't talk... Uh, so we're in a situation where I'm masking and pretending to be NT and they don't know I'm autistic, if I have gone long periods of time without talking, after the interaction's over and I've gone home or they've left or whatever, I do spend a lot of time thinking I didn't talk a lot. I was very quiet all the way through that. Like, oh, they're going to know something weird. You know, they're going to think, well, he don't talk much, does he? Or that yeah. kind of thing. Or if the opposite is true and I've talked too much, I think, like, are they going to think that everything I said was a lie? Are they going to think he doesn't shut up? Like, are they going to think he's just always talking and that kind of thing? So I have those problems. However, with your family, um, I'm pretty sure they knew I was autistic before they met me. So yeah. when somebody knows I'm autistic before I met me, I kind of don't care. So even though I've met your family a few times and the first time I met them was a couple of years ago now, I think it's taken till now for me to actually be comfortable talking around them. Yeah. And I think the first few times that I met them, I didn't talk at all. No. Um, and that's just how it is. So it's kind of interesting, I suppose, because I, I kind of just, in my head, I think in two years' time, um, <laughs> we'll be having conversations. But for now, we won't be. What we'll be doing is you'll be talking 
and I'll be watching everything you do and listening to everything you say till I get an impression of what kind of person you are. And then I know how to interact with you, but I have time to just not have to go at it blind like I normally do with people that don't know I'm on the spectrum. Yeah. Um, but your family knew and I knew they knew. So I thought it doesn't matter if I come away from that and they think he doesn't talk much because I also know that they're thinking he's autistic. So he doesn't talk much. Yeah. Which I just I rely on other people's interpretations of autism. And I know that's one of the ones that people go for. So it takes a lot of pressure of me having to interact if they know I'm autistic. I feel like I don't have to. And now we're at a point where I'm happy talking to any of them because I've met them enough times now and I'm comfortable and I can talk. And I'm sure at some point we'll have the, oh, you've come really out of your shell conversation, which I have that a lot when people say, you know, at first you didn't talk much and I wasn't sure, but now you're, it's completely different. Yeah. Um, which is fine. The same thing happened when, uh, when I was with Emily and I met Emily's family. Uh, I didn't talk to them for ages because she'd already told them all I was autistic before I met them. Okay, yeah. So it didn't matter. Uh, and then eventually I got used to it and now it's it's like it never happened. And then they forget how I was when I first met them. And now they're just like, you won't even be able to tell you were autistic, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas I imagine in the first few times I met them, they were just like, yeah, you could tell he's autistic. He doesn't talk. Like he doesn't say anything. Yeah. Um, And that's just how I am. But like I say, if, if your family didn't know I was autistic before I met them, then it would have been a lot harder. Uh, and I'd be completely different around them but then it also means that I don't really want to see them that often so like we don't see them that often but say we were to see them that often if I they were people that I have to mask around all the time I uh I would be less likely to go see them or have them see me or that kind of thing because I just think it's effort you know I do it at work because I've got to do it at work but I don't like doing it outside of work so like if there's now another thing where I have to do it outside of work I get a bit like I don't want to go do that yeah. Like works where like all my energy goes, I have to do it that way. And obviously, some people that I work with know I'm on the spectrum and some don't. But for me, it's not the people, it's the, the workplace. I came into that place uh, trying to be NT, so now that's all I ever am. Whether people know or don't know, it doesn't matter. I, uh, I don't talk about it uh, around people or bring it up or mention it. Um, yeah, at all. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But then I think that's had a negative effect because obviously, uh, I think we mentioned it last week, now when I work with people or anyone that says they're autistic or says that they have anxiety or says they have anything like that and then they themselves are using it as an excuse as to not do something and it's something that I do. So we're both doing the same job and they're like, oh, I can't do this because of my anxiety. And I know that I struggle to do the thing they're talking about but I have to do it because people don't know I'm autistic and therefore I have to make myself do it. I do get annoyed with people that use that as an excuse because I just think like I'm doing it so you should be doing it you know I don't I don't see the the thing it kind of it kind of gets to me and I think it doesn't get to me because I'm annoyed with them for me it feels like I'm annoyed with them but really what it is 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 they're just going about saying it uh, and I'm making myself do stuff that I'm uncomfortable with because I don't want to go around saying it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, whereas when I'm around people that already know I am and they all know I am, like when I see your family, I can not do stuff and not feel weird about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I, I... Oh, sorry. You don't know. No, I was just thinking because, uh, I mean, really, you haven't you haven't um, seen my family that much. Like, really, I probably see them... I'm gonna say maybe two or three times a year. It's not like a, it's not a very regular occurrence. Definitely, like it is, a lot 
rarer simply because we live quite far away it's about a five uh, four ish four to five hour drive it you know it takes quite a bit of time and if you want to get the train it's even longer it's about eight hours it takes a long time so it just we don't we don't see them very often so really you've only potentially met them not that much but you definitely are a lot more talkative now or you know yeah seem more comfortable i i guess is the better way of saying it yeah like i say it doesn't take me long it's just i need time yeah um you know and then you talk about them so you tell me things about them so i'm kind of learning things about them without having to be around them so you know every time i get more comfortable then eventually i'm fine um it just it takes me a while with with most people uh especially when it's you know when we're going to like where you're from and we're going to a place I've never been to before mm. to see people I've never met before to do things that I've never done before. Yeah. You know, it's it's a lot to deal with. Like, at least if there was some familiarity, like I think in the rarer occasions where your parents came here, I was more chatty than when we went there. Yeah. Because I know where we are and I understand it better. So, you know, it's just how it works. It's how I'm able to... Uh, to talk to strangers in my workplace because I've worked there for over five years uh, and I'm comfortable with the environment. Therefore, it makes it easier for me to interact with people. But say we, for some reason, set what I do, my the store I work in, set up an outside in a field, like, tent store for one day, I'd struggle talking to people. Yeah. Um, because I'm not anywhere that I recognise anymore. So, like, do you know what I mean? Like, as long as I've got some familiarity, I'm easier. It's easier for me to do NT stuff. But, yeah, visiting your family in your hometown and that kind of thing, it's all too weird for me. So, I... Uh... I mean, that doesn't happen very often. No, <laughs> don't, it, yeah, it doesn't. I don't go back very often. But... but, do you know what I mean? Like, I just kind of... Um, I just kind of don't really know what to do. So, it's hard to find the things that I'm comfortable with yeah. And just no, and just that. get on with it, you know? Yeah. No, completely. I mean, are you like that at all? What? Any of this similar to you? What do you mean? Well, like any of the stuff I've just said. Is it, have I said any of this stuff and you've been like, yeah, I'm the same? Well, I guess I'm, I can be quite quiet around new people. Yeah, but I don't know. That's not a new people thing with you. With you, you don't like talking unless you've got something to actually say. Yeah. So you don't talk in general, even with people yeah, you do that's know. That's true. That is true. Uh, unless you've actually got something you want to talk about. You just feel like there's no point if it's just you know, mindless chatter. Whereas I kind of feel like a lot of NT people judge you based on how much you are social, you know. So the more social you are, the more acceptable you are. Yeah. Um, And I find a lot of people are like that. You know, if you want to go out for drinks or if you want to go out and do this or if you want to hang out or talk or play online or that kind of thing, it makes you more uh, acceptable and you seem more like a human being but like if you're somebody that they just go I don't know I see him at work but then I never hear from him ever again I've never seen him outside of work I don't text him we don't talk on the phone we don't play online I've never been out with him anywhere I've never seen him do anything but come to work you then start getting this weird reputation as a weirdo you know so yeah I suppose um, like there's one other person that I work with that is like that like he's not on the spectrum but he you only ever see him at work and you'll never see him anywhere else and when there have been like work nights out, he always refuses to the point where people just like don't ask him because he's going to say no anyway. Uh, even on nights out where I've been to it and it was hideous for me to go to, he's just outright, I'm not going. Yeah. Um, and he's seen a bit of a, not a weirdo, but do you know what I mean? People are a bit like, you know, outside of work, who knows, you know? Yeah. Um, 
so you have that reputation if you're not social. And for me, if they know I'm autistic, it's fine because then I can be like, I'm not coming to that because of my autism. So, and they're just like, well, that's fine. Then I'm just whatever. But if they don't know that I'm autistic and they want me to come to something and I'm not comfortable going, I have to try and make up like an elaborate reason as to why I'm not going. I can't be like, no, I'm not going because, you know, you could say something like, oh, I'd love to, but I've already got plans that evening. But that only works so many times before you have to think of a different excuse and a different excuse and a different excuse. And really what you've got to do is you have to go out on at least one of them or two of them. So then people don't say he always has an excuse. He never comes out. He just doesn't want to come out. I don't believe him. He's definitely lying. I don't want that as the result. So I have to go to the odd one every now and then. So then when people talk about it, they're like, oh yeah, he couldn't come to that one. He's got plans, but he has been out with us. Yeah. You know, he came out to the last one. So do you know what I mean? Like, so you have a kind of like, I put myself through a night out that I don't want to go to just so people, you know, it throws them off the scent a little bit. Yeah. Um. So oh, I, I have to, that. I have to do that instead, you know, but it's the same with like me having to talk all the time. Uh, it's because then I, I seem normal. I seem social. Whereas for you, you don't really care uh, <laughs> how people perceive you in that sense. If you don't go to something, you just don't go to it. Yeah, I'm not too not too bothered about what people think about me because I, I mean, I I think I just don't really I don't care an awful lot what people think about me anyway because, you know, if I did, I feel like it would take up a lot of time. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. I think it takes a lot of time to care, and like. You know, if people like me and I, if I like people, then, uh, you know, hopefully they like me. Uh, but if they don't, there's not really much I can do about it. I mean, other than if they don't like me because of the way I am, I don't want to change myself. I mean, it'd be different if, you know, if they thought I was a really horrible person and I was then, but then maybe I wouldn't like me. I, I, d I don't think I would change myself unless I wanted to. Yeah. Like, I think... Um, I don't really know how I am with new people. I mean, you've seen me. I don't You're know. fine. You seem to get along with, with everyone. Like, uh, my brother's wedding, um, we went to that. That was, like, a, just over a year ago. And there was nobody there you knew except me. And I guess my dad, to some level. And my mum. And your mum, um, yeah. But obviously, it's my brother's wedding. So my dad and my mum are going to be busy. I was the best man, so I'm going to be busy. Um, and I did have concerns because there were points where I had to just leave you in uh, where everybody else was like at a bar and like hanging out and that kind of thing while I went and got stuff to get the wedding ready. Um, and I was concerned, but then you just seemed to pal up with someone. There was a, another, there was a girl there that knew my brother but didn't know anybody else there and she just came to see him get married but she wasn't from any of the other groups that had arrived. Uh, and you and her just seemed to get along. Yeah, no, she was lovely. She, she was great fun. So, do you know what I mean? Like, I just then just thought, that's fine. Whereas if it was me, and if it was the opposite way around, I would just sit quietly. I mean, that has literally, that has happened. So, um, back in February, it was your nan's funeral. Yeah. And we were at a place where I didn't know anybody there apart from your family. Yeah. And I wasn't that comfortable with talking with the members of your family I had met. So, the ones I hadn't met, it wasn't going to happen. But I'm fine to just sit on my own. Yeah doing nothing all day, not talking to anybody, not interacting with anybody. Like, it's never bothered me. Um, I know the trouble is with that is when they see somebody sat about on their own, they're, they're guaranteed someone will come over and ask you if you're all right. You know, are you okay? How are you doing? You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, which I can't really do anything about that because that's just people being polite. 
but I do sometimes feel like I just want to be like, look, you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to do this. Like, don't worry about it. Like, I don't need you to talk to me. So like, don't worry about it. You can just go on. I have to then like interact with them. And it's always awkward because they're coming over to ask me how I'm doing. And I don't want to do small talk, but you know, it's somebody I don't know. So I kind of just, I'm giving one word answers. I'm not asking any follow-up questions. They're finding it difficult to have a conversation with me to the point where they just sort of leave. Um, and then I feel weird because I just think like, great, they're going to think I'm odd now that I've been set about not talking to anybody. And then when someone comes to talk to me, they're not going to talk to me. And also like I come across as shy or um, nervous, uh, which obviously the masking personality that I use is the opposite of that. Yeah. So then I get annoyed because I think that's how they know me now. And um, I can't use my mask, which yeah. then makes it impossible for me to interact with them because I can't pretend to be the way that I am because then it doesn't work with how they were when they met me. It makes me seem like, um, I don't know, it just, it doesn't work. I have to be the way I am straight away. And that's difficult to do in a situation. Like once again, I was in a place I'd never been to before. The room was filled of people that I just didn't know. and didn't know what to do. Whereas when we were at my brother's wedding, you were fine. You found one person. I, I had such a good time at your brother's wedding. I thought it was. I really like stuff like that as well, though. Like, I really like weddings because um, I. And there was like a dance floor, and I really like dancing. Like, I dance on my own. So, having other people there to dance with, that was even better. Like, I had a really good. I, I like stuff like that, whereas I know you're not a big dancing fan, but you know, I love dancing. I think it's great fun. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was a really good time. And also, I suppose we went to like where you're from as well for a little bit um and I had such a good time when we went when we not your brother's wedding I mean when we went yeah, like last time we went back yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um I just I really enjoyed it I had a great time I I, I guess like there was a little bit of nervousness before because I didn't know where we were going I've never been there before but when we got there I just I don't know I I mean I loved the place as well but I just I thought it was really good fun like we got to see your dad and that was lovely and then we got to see your mum and um your stepdad and that was really nice oh, I've never called him your stepdad before how strange but yeah your mum and your stepdad and that was that was really nice as well like I just had such a good time and I want to go back we're trying to like arrange that yeah aren't we, for... yeah, yeah you've wanted to actively go back there it's just it's been difficult to do it but we are you want to go back if you want to go back we'll go back yeah um, like I just had such a good time I guess I guess it depends but I like for me I suppose I really enjoyed that I like your family a lot so yeah I just yeah I just had it oh I had such a good fun I want to go back so badly um but I think that I guess it doesn't but I don't think that I'm like super confident necessarily I just I think it depends I think like certain people I think for me I'm generally quite comfortable but there are like certain people that I guess will make me feel a little bit more uncomfortable in a sense where I might feel a little bit more uneasy or not I think it's when I it's more like I'm not sure how to be around um just certain people and I think it's when like the personality is quite like changeable so I can't work out who they are because like, it, you know, like it's kind of like when people are a bit mood swingy, but literally in one conversation, not like, you know, 
they they have mood swings like one week they'll be great one week they're not like in one conversation they'll be happy one minute annoyed the next and then back to happy again it's that that makes me a bit uncomfortable because I don't know what sort of person they are whether I should be jokey whether I should be serious what how to sort of come across I mean I don't I don't think it happens very often that I get that uncomfortable around people. Mm. It's it's not really a big thing for me. Like I said, I don't really care what like people think about me. So it doesn't bother me that much because I don't worry too much about what they think. I mean, I'd like people to like me. That's sort of, I, I, I would like to be liked, but I don't think I change myself too much to fit other people necessarily. Yeah. So I I guess I'm not I'm I guess we were a bit different in that sense because I I quite enjoy stuff like that. Sort of being around people. I mean not all the time. I I do definitely like my solitude a lot, but I'm I'm also open to new things sometimes. Yeah, it's um it's weird really because I obviously mask and want to appear NT, I want to appear normal, but you have more friends than me. I would say that I don't actually have any friends. I think I've got you, and then that's it. I don't have any other friends. There's no one... I mean, there's people at work that I'm friendly with, and we're, like, work acquaintances, but it's not like I have a friendship with them. I mean, I suppose I do, in some sense. Yeah, I would say you do, especially with certain members. But not really, you know, not in the same sense. And I guess you don't either, in the sense of you don't hang out with them outside of work and that kind of thing. But you're definitely more, like... Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, you definitely seem to be able to pick up friends quicker than I do. Uh, and I guess with me, there's the initial when people meet me, some people find me, like, intimidating or... Yeah. They're, like, more scared of me than they are to be my friend. And it takes a lot of people... It takes people longer to warm up to me. Um, either I'm quiet and don't talk in the case of the people that, you know, like your family and that kind of thing, or I'm seemed a bit standoffish and blunt, which some people, it takes them a while to get used to it. Um, most people do. I actually don't think there's anybody that's ever just never got on with me because of that reason. It's just a lot of people, that's their initial reaction to me because that's that's how I portray myself to start off with. It makes things easier, I think, to make myself intimidating and scary because then people don't try and interact with you so much. So I've got time to like learn what kind of person they are, how they are, what they're like, so I know how to talk to them. But if they're a bit scared of me to start off with, then that's fine because then, you know they're a bit they don't want to talk to me they don't want to come over to me and start stuff whereas i think you're a lot more when you meet anyone you're a lot more friendly i guess there's there's nothing about me that's intimidating like in my head i like to think that i could be intimidating not like i don't want to that's not what i want to portray to people but like in my head i like to think that i could be if i needed to be you know like someone's trying to rob me and then i intimidate them so they back off but it's just like i just know that it's never gonna happen like I'd love to be intimidating for like not like I say I definitely wouldn't I don't want to be intimidating all the time because that's just not really my personality I guess there's yeah there's nothing about me that is intimidating but I like to think that I would be able to be but no I I couldn't I think it's just me I don't think I could come across as intimidating well it's, it's just you're always smiling all the time and you're always like upbeat all the time so i think if you then tried to be intimidating i think it would just be confusing and people would find it funny more than anything else because they'd think that you were like messing about or doing a bit or playing a game or something yeah i suppose so they, they i think it would be hard for people to find you intimidating because it's not your normal like 
it's not your it's not who you are yeah so it would be odd that you were doing it especially if you just started doing it like out of the blue just trying to be intimidating people would be like i don't know what's going on here but it's weird um whereas i have the opposite problem so like when i'm nice or friendly i get a lot of what's wrong with you today why are you being nice uh, like yeah. I, I get it all the time when I try if I do something nice for someone it's like why are you doing something nice this is weird and then I'm just like fine then I won't do this and they're like no I, I'm not saying I hate it I'm just it's, it's it's weird you don't normally like this you know so I always just think like oh, okay so I'm stuck one way um, and for me as well a lot of the times when I talk to people I'm quite blunt and I don't I'm quite emotionless when I talk to people I don't really put like I don't put like a negative on the way I talk and I don't put a positive spin on the way I talk I just kind of say factual stuff uh, like one of the things I do at work is we buy stuff off people uh, and some of the times we can't buy things because they don't match the criteria as to why we can buy them so um, you know some people are just like oh I'm so sorry but you know we can't we can't buy this you know yeah. and they do that and that makes you know that sets the person up a certain way or they go the opposite way and they go this is you know we're not buying this like almost like I'm annoyed that you've you've done this and yeah. bought do you know what I mean like you can go one way and for me I'm I'm always in the middle so I'm always just like, we're not buying this. Why? Oh, it doesn't do this and this and this. And there's no like change in my tone of voice or my pacing or anything like that. So I always notice that people get a bit like they're they're unsure as to how they should react because the way I've done it is I've not I've not said anything I've said in a way that can be, you know, oh, he means it this way or that way or that kind of thing. I kind of just talk in a deadpan, one tone voice a lot of the time when I talk to people. Um and that is confusing, but for me, it's hard to put a uh, positive or negative spin on what I'm saying if it's somebody I don't know, because I don't know if they want positive news or if they want negative news. So, you know, yeah, I don't really work out what to do. So what I do is I just kind of just throw it out there and then how they react. If they react well, then I know that I'm to be like a certain way. If they react badly, then I suppose that doesn't really work when I think about it. Like saying it out loud is if they react positively, then I'm then like, oh, okay, you know, like I put more of a positive, like happy yeah. spin on what I'm saying. And then if they react badly, I talk like they talk. So then I start doing the, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm like that as well. And that seems to agitate people more. But that's just what I do. I have to wait until somebody's reacted or been a certain way so i can go okay so you're an angry person so i'm gonna keep you angry because that's how you're that's your comfortable state you're comfortable being angry so i'm gonna make sure that you stay angry um or if they're a happy person I'm like, okay so you're someone that lets me happy so i'll try and keep you happy now and i kind of do that because there's no part of me that says they're angry so you should make them happy or there's no part of me that says you know they're happy but they should be annoyed so annoy them yeah. like i don't i don't get that feeling and even though i'm explaining it to it out loud now on this episode that makes it think well if i know that then it should be obvious which one i'm supposed to do literally at the time when i'm doing it my thoughts can't be it's all right like hindsight and thinking about it now but when i'm talking to somebody i don't know and i'm doing something i'm not sure of like i can't then go okay so they're angry so you need to make them not angry anymore because to make it worse what i think is just mirror what they're doing uh, <laughs> and that's what i do because i don't know what to do so i let them lead the conversation so most of the time when somebody's having a conversation with me and they're getting angry and by the time they finish the conversation, they're like 10 times more annoyed than they were than at the start yeah. of the conversation. I just think you did that to yourself. <laughs> like you wanted that. That's how you started this. That's the conversation you wanted to have. You can't now be annoyed that you're annoyed because you wanted to be. And that's like my logic. Yeah, that is your logic. For yeah. it. Um, and even though I know that's not how it should work, that's the only way I can interact with people I don't know anyway. So I kind of just 
do it. Whereas obviously if I know someone really well and they're angry and I think like, you don't want to be angry, I then try and like make them feel a bit better. Uh, or if they're upset, I try and make them not be upset, but not because I feel like empathy or sympathy for them for being upset. I just think your normal state is not this and I can't interact with you while you're like this. So let's get you back to where you normally are so we can then I can be comfortable and we can have a conversation. Yeah. If there's someone that I don't see cry that often, I think I need to stop you from crying because once you stop crying, I can be normal. But while you're like this, I don't know what to do. So I need to get you out of it. Yeah. Whereas if I meet a stranger and they're just annoyed straight away, I just think, okay, so you're just, you like being annoyed. You just like being angry. Like, especially people that just kick off straight away. They're the most confusing to me. So I just think you've gone from, you've just, you've been annoyed the second you've come in. And so I just thought, so this is your, this is your default state. So I'm going to keep you where you are because I don't understand if you, if you now change, like you said, if somebody came in livid, and then 10 seconds later, they're like happy again. I'd just be like, what? Yeah, it's so confusing. I, so I, I I know them as angry person. Therefore, they must stay that way. Yeah. No, that's interesting. I, I, I guess I don't really have that that much. Like I, I get mirroring and I think it's something that at one point I probably did more. But then I think I became more like I'm very, I guess I'm very like, I know who I am and what mm. I am and like how I react to things. And I'm quite like in tune with what I like and what I don't like and how I feel about something. I, I tend not to be too, like I, I can be unsure about, oh, what film should we watch? Oh, I don't know this or this or this, you, you know, like I'm not very, or uh, uh, what food should we have for dinner? Tonight? Oh, I don't know. Like it could be anything. Like I'm like that, but equally I know what I like and what I don't like if, if somebody said to me, oh, do you want to eat this? And I know I don't like it. No, I don't want to eat that. Like I'm, I, and I think that because I'm quite, I know how I am as a person, I feel like I don't really, and I, that's something that sort of came to me at a certain age and then sort of stuck. So I guess now I don't do mirroring really because I think like, no, this is how I am. And like, if somebody's angry, I think, well, I'm not angry right now most of the time I'm actually quite happy. So I, however their being is not reflected in me, I think very often. I mean, we used to work in the same place and we definitely dealt with people that were angry differently. Yeah, yeah, you were, where you always went for the killing with kindness approach. Killing with kindness. Whereas I just mirrored them. So the angrier they got, the more angry I'd make them because I just, for me, it just makes sense. Like obviously that's how they're comfortable. I know that I have to be a certain way when I'm out in public. <clears throat> I just assume that their way of dealing with social interactions is to be livid. So I feel like I'm providing like them some comfort in keeping them a certain way. I mean, obviously <laughs> doing your doing your bit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, it's it's just it logically it seems to make sense to me that this is the way it is. Saying it out loud on the podcast, like I say, it does seem bad. I know that the what I'm saying sounds wrong, but in my head, it still makes the most sense. Um, you know, some people are just miserable all the time. Therefore, you know, that's just how they are. Some people are happy all the time, no matter what. Therefore, that's just how they are. So I kind of just think like I'm the same. I'm a certain way all the time. So I just think like, uh, that's, that's how it works. Um, but I can't not mimic what people do. But I think that's just because I don't really get it. But like you said, you know who you are and I don't know who I am. Like, so that's, I think the difference as well is I, I kind of get parts of my own personality, but 
I don't really fully understand myself as a person and I don't know who I am as a person because I've gone so long pretending to be something else that I've never really developed like my own real individuality. Therefore, when I'm having conversations with people, I don't have a, well, this is who I am as a person. This is what I'm going to do. So obviously I work with people that have a, that's who they are. So that's what they do. But for me, it all depends on who I'm talking to as to how I'm going to behave. So, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, you've seen me talk to the way I talk to you, to the way I talk to, like, my mom, to the way I talk to your mom. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's I'm different each time because yeah. I have to do that. Otherwise, it's no interactions at all. So I'm either this, like, it's either I talk to this person and make them more livid or I just don't talk to them. Yeah. I wouldn't know how to do it any other way. Um, and that's just that's just how I've coped. You know, this is how I've gone this long being able to interact with people is like I do that I mean obviously it's massively flawed but it's, it's that or it's nothing so I mean maybe we should do an episode I we I saw before we were, did this episode we were looking and um on our page in the group and someone had put something about sort of like confidence and yeah I wanted to do that one yeah, yeah. so maybe next episode we'll talk kind of more about this because I think this also links into confidence we'll sort of mix them merge them together but kind of about like knowing yourself knowing who you are because we i know we're quite different in that regard mm. so we'll probably talk a little bit more about that and then also it leading into sort of like self-confidence self-esteem they they put some really interesting points that i i think i'd like to cover yeah more deeply yeah 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 well, that's it for this week then. Yeah, thank you everybody so much for listening. Yes, thank you everybody. Uh, I'm also aware that... Well, I thought it was fixed, but apparently it's not. That the You know the whole Apple... Oh, the Apple... The Apple podcast oh, thing. sorry everybody. Apparently it still works on a desktop, but if you try and access it on your phone, it doesn't work again. I don't know what the issue is. Like, episodes ago, months ago, I was talking about this. And I thought it was fixed because... Well, it was fixed. Apparently some episodes are starting to work again. But it seems really random. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Um, I can only apologise for it. And those of you that can't get the latest episodes on Apple Podcasts, uh, we are on loads of other platforms as Spotify, well. Spotify. Yeah. Um, um, basically all of them. Google Podcasts. Uh, there's like basically any podcast app that you can think of. I'm pretty sure we're on all of them now, except for some of the uh, subscription ones. But um, you might just have to go in from there because I've tried to fix it. Uh, and both Anchor and Apple are saying it's the other one. So, you know, Apple are saying it's Anchor, Anchor are saying it's Apple. Uh, and neither one of them recognise that there's an issue with their software. They think it's... So, like, I, I don't know what to do to fix it. Um, so I can only apologise for those of you that are having to listen to this on other places where you wouldn't normally get them. And you've had to download an app to listen to us. Like, we appreciate the effort for having to listen to our podcast. It's just, it's... I don't know. It's just the Apple podcast app that seems to have a problem with our podcast and it's not even every time so yeah sorry everybody yeah 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 um but that's it for this week uh obviously we are in the usual places instagram facebook and twitter um you just need to look for them asperger's you should find us and um, there's also a private group on facebook if you want to join it and that place is for talking about anything you want to talk about uh in an autistic fashion you want to talk about autistic stuff um, also, somebody said that they would prefer it if when we post an episode, we post a post about the episode. And then because uh, they said that they um, hear stuff when they listen to our episodes and they want to talk about it in a thread about our episodes. I do post our episodes in the group. So I post a link for our episodes there. 
and you can comment on that. So, like, you could use that if you want, like, as a way to talk about the episode if you want to. So when I post the episode on a Monday um, into the group, then, uh, you know, if you want to chat in that post about the episode, that would be great because, you know, me and Scarlett like a bit of feedback anyway to know, like, yeah. how you thought about the episode and what we talked about and if it was relevant or not relevant or if you liked it or didn't like it. So when I post the episode link in the group on a Monday... If you want to use that post to talk about the episode, like please do, um, because that'd be good for me and you anyway in general. Yeah, yeah. Or and also it gives us ideas of things we can cover next time as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, like a lot of our episode ideas uh, come from people posting in the group things that they want to hear about. Um, so yeah, if you have anything in particular that you want to hear about, also like I know there are posts that people have mentioned before and we are sort of getting around to doing in theory hopefully everything um that people have asked for because we do want to go into lots of different topics uh, especially the ones that you want to hear so don't feel like we're not we're just getting around to them but if you are really keen um feel free to like mention it again in case we missed it for whatever reason because that would really help us out mm -hmm. thank you everybody so much for listening bye